Welcome to the Bacon Games Podcast, your source for the latest from the MLB and the NFL. Let's get started with your host, Jesse. Hey, what up? It's me. I'm back. But, as you can tell by the title, we're, uh, we have a very different episode. Um, you know, it's baseball season. I'm actually recording this on opening day. So, uh, baseball's already underway, but I'm just gonna get into my predictions for the year. There's 161, or 162 games for most teams left, so it's pretty much whatever. There are, like, three games going on, or have gone on, so I'm recording this, you know, it's like 9 o'clock Eastern on, uh... On opening day, so the Mets are playing, but everything else is in the books, and they got some later games, blah, 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 whatever. Doesn't matter. I'm here. I know we should probably be talking about the, um, the free agency review from the NFC. I think I was going to do, like, the East and the South or some shit like that, but nah, you know, I've been on a baseball kick, and it's opening day, and April's a great month. It really is, and I just wrote up my preview, like, two days um, and here it is, so we're just gonna go through it, and, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy this little special break from all the football action that I give all the time. I still love baseball, it's the secondary sport by far, but, you know, if you don't like it, you know, you can just tune out this episode and listen to it next week, I'll have something new, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, we're just getting into it. First off, we're doing team predictions and records. In the NL East, I got the Braves, 91 and 71. The Phillies at 85 and 77, the Mets at 84 and 78, the Marlins at 78 and 84, and the Nationals with the worst record in the uh, MLB, I think, 55 and 107. So, yeah, this this division, I feel like, will cannibalize itself a lot, and, like, not in a good way. I only have one team making the playoffs, and that is the Braves. They have an asterisk next to them on the website. You can check it out at BiggingGamesFantasySports.com. I got the preview on there right in the homepage, so check it out. But, yeah, uh, the Braves are the only one making the playoffs. The Phillies just barely miss out. The Mets also miss out. Um, I think I'm just, <laughs> you know, I'm a Mets fan. Uh, I don't want to see the division end up like this. I even think the Marlins could leapfrog the Mets. They have such a good rotation. Like, a young, pretty interesting core. I just think the division might be too tough for them. I think the Nationals take the brunt of it for the most part. The Phillies, you know, have a good team. They have good hitting. They have a good one-two punch, for sure. But I think everything after that's kind of bad. The fielding's bad. I don't really feel too good about their bullpen, but I don't think they're super deep either. Like, they're, they're infield. I, I mean, they're, they're team outside of a few players that I like, like Castellanos and Harper, it's just kind of like, ooh, do I want this? Like, is Baum even that good anymore? Like, people were really excited for him. He was Rookie of the Year, or close to it, whatever, right, in the pandemic-shortened year, and then he had kind of a down year, and now he's like, is he going to go back to AAA? Like, I, I don't know how good this guy is anymore. No one seems to know how good he is. So it's, eh, it's definitely interesting, we'll say that. But, yeah, this division is just, it's going to be tough, and only one team percent in the NL, so we got the Braves so far for the playoff teams. Next up, we got the NL Central, and I've got the St. Louis Cardinals winning the division at 92-70, and 70, then the Brewers with 88 and 74, the Reds at 84 and 78, the Cubs 71 and 91, then of course the Pirates at 65 and 97. We already saw the Cardinals destroy the Pirates today, nines dip, so, you know, pretty standard, you know, that's fine. The Cardinals are a playoff team, even if they don't win the division, people like Milwaukee better. I don't know, they lost to the Cubs today. They're starting east, didn't look too good, I think Kyle Hendricks kind of outdueled him, and then the bullpen almost gave it up, but still won 5-4. It's, uh, Milwaukee's a tough team. I would have liked to put the Reds there if they didn't trade away, like, their fucking pitchers and shit, because I like the lineup still, I like India, I like Senzel, I like, uh, Aristina Aquino, the AA guy, um, Votto still can hit, apparently, um, I never really doubted, I just... Didn't like some of his ADP prices before. Actually, he's always been kind of free until last year, but, you know, so I just didn't grab as much of him as last year as I should have, but I think the Reds are actually a pretty good team. You know, they play in a, a good ballpark, too, for stats, which makes their stats look better, but I still think they've got, like, a good, well-rounded team. Yeah, definitely. So, I don't hate them. 
Um, I just, uh, it's just hard to give them in front of the Brewers, because Brewers do have, like, a not tight lineup. It's not that good. If Yelich is good, then it might be good. But I'm really just, like, they have, like, a, a good bullpen, good starting pitching. But, you know, I, I don't think it's that perfect. I don't, I don't think it's good enough to win the division, for sure. I think the Cardinals do. I think they have a deeper rotation than people think. And they might have one of the best young outfields in the MLB, like, all the way around. Those guys are great, so... We'll see. Next up, the NL West, we get the Dodgers at 101, and I said 91, but it's supposed to be 61. Then the, uh, I'll have to change that on the website, but if you go right now while I'm recording this, I don't know how you know that, but uh, you can go check the website. It's a little wrong there. The Dodgers winning, um, or playing in 182 games, whatever, it's fine. Uh, next up, whatever, number two, we got the Giants at 89 and 73, making the playoffs as well. So, sorry, I don't know if I said before, but the Cardinals and the Brewers are both making the playoffs, in my opinion. Then in the West, we've got the Dodgers, 101 and 61. Then the Giants at 89 and 73. The Padres at 86 and 76. Then the Rockies, 69 and 93. And the Diamondbacks, 65 and 97. We've got the Padres and the Giants making the playoffs here. Um, I'm a fan of the Dodgers, obviously. Uh, like, I, I, don't, I think it's like almost dumb to not bet on them winning like 100 games a year. They just... It's not, like, they're just cycling through talent, and they keep signing dudes, and they've just got such a good farm system, and so many good young guys, like Arias, Arias and Bueller are, like, probably the best one-two punch in the MLB, considering, I mean, if, as long as DeGrom's hurt, and I don't love Scherzer as much as everyone does, so that's okay, but nevertheless, very good team, it's impossible to bet them. I always, you know, just, like, throw, like, a hundred bucks them to win, uh, make the playoffs every year. Like, they're, they're gonna do it. There's no way. They're too deep. They're too good. Their farm system's too good. They're too well-managed for this to happen. And we'll talk about another team in the AL that's very much like that, and you should probably better them to make the playoffs every year. The Giants, you know, honestly, the over-under win total is, like, 65 or something like that, and I like the over there, or 85. I, I, I do like the over there. I think they actually have some pretty good pitching, even though I don't love Logo Web's ADP. I think he was on my bus, so we can check that out later. Um, I think they still have a pretty good lineup, even without Chris Bryant. I, I really do believe in this young team. Uh, I think they're pretty good, actually, and the Padres are just a little hurt. I don't love... Uh, I do actually really like a lot of their pitching stuff. I think they're underrated, but I don't love the lineup too much. I just I feel like they're falling out a little bit, but it's not that bad where they're going to fall in the playoffs, I don't think. It's going to be close. The Mets could get in there. Excuse me, the Mets could get in there. The Marlins could get in there for sure. I even think the Reds could get in there, or, you know, I have the Cubs at 71 and 91, but, hey, if they're not sellers at the deadline again, I mean, I doubt they will be, but, you know, maybe we'll see some spark out of them. It's definitely possible. Even the Rockies, maybe? I mean, Chris Bryant put spark in it, but he's just kind of replacing Nor Nor Nolan Arenado, and they also lost Trevor Story, so, like, eh. But I do like Brendan Rodgers, and I do like McCann. They have a nice young core. The Rockies will be a little surprising this year. I'll probably throw some bets on them early in the year, because they're just, I think, going to surprise a lot of people, so... Um, yeah, okay, so that's the NL, so just recap for the playoff teams, you got the Padres, the Giants, the Dodgers, the Cardinals, the Brewers, and the Braves. Remember, six teams this year, a new playoff format, a lot of things change in the offseason, and pretty quickly for the MLB, so, you know, I understand that if you're <laughs> a little confused about that. Alright, in the AL, we've got the Blue Jays at 99 and 63, the Braves at 91, I'm sorry, the Rays at 91 and 71, the Yankees at 86 and 76, the Red Sox at 77 and 85, and the Orioles at 60 and 102. Got Toronto and the Jays making the playoff, I'm sorry, Toronto Jays, jeez, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking like this, I'm like, not fucked up at all. Uh, doing the Jays, then the Rays. The Jays and the Rays, both making the playoffs. So I like them there. You know, I actually had the Yankees above in there, but I really don't like their pitching, and their lineup isn't strong enough to, I think, combat that. And what I think is a pretty tough division. The rest of the just fall off. They lost Sale. I, I think Devers comes down. I think Xander comes down a little bit. I do leave Verdugo a lot, but they, there's, there's just some... I just don't think it's even close to being that they lost some starting pitching too outside of, you know, the injuries there. Um, uh, Erod's on Detroit now, right? So, like, I just... Um, it's really not that good. I think they held it together with some good pitching early on in the year last year, and that just kind of, you know, went with what it did because the lineup was so strong, but I think that reverses a lot this year. And they're still a pretty good team. They're still good talent. Like, I like Devers. I like Xander. I like um, 
What was that? Who was the guy I was just mentioning? Fuck Verdugo. I like Verdugo. They're they're good players for sure. They are they are definitely good players. But it's not going to be enough, I don't think. And the Yankees just don't have enough firepower. They did improve the defense, sure, that's great. But the, the bullpen is Garrett or the rotation is Garrett Cole. And then I like Diego Herman, and he's like in the bullpen, right? Kind of. Um, I don't know. Severino's back, right? Fuck. I just I, I it's just it's not good. It's just really not good there. And. With the lineup the Jays have, the Rays just always have a good team. I don't even—I I don't even know what the, the Rays are. I love Shane Baza; he could win Rookie of the Year. But and uh, I, 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 look, I just don't know <laughs> how the Rays do it. But they are going to make the playoffs this year. They make it pretty much every year. They use pitchers so well. I don't know how they do that, and they all get results. So just—they're going to make the playoffs. Sorry, like the Yankees are just out this year. I think that's what's going to be. So there it is. Now for another surprise in the AL Central, maybe to some people, but I've got the White Sox at 96 and 66, winning the division pretty handily. Then the Detroit Tigers also make the playoffs at 89 wins and 73 losses. Then Minnesota at 80 and 82. Then the Royals at 71 and 91. The Cleveland Guardians at 70 and 92. Hey, pretty close. I had the Guardians finish last in the division. I just, that lineup is not even close to what it used to be. Not even close. I think the pitching takes a little step back, especially with the starter rotation. Or, I mean, just at really the starter rotation. We don't know what Tristan McKenzie looks like. I do love Savali. I think he got, like, treated poorly because he had, like, a down year in the beginning and then didn't have so much later, so I, I just don't know. The Twins have a pretty good team. They're pretty just mediocre, and this division is pretty good, so there's no way they're going to finish above that much. I think 80 and 82 is pretty, pretty okay. Um, I think that's pretty correct. Now, the Tigers have a great young team. They signed some really good players, too. Uh, I just, like... I, mm. It would be folly of you to discount what they did last year as a fluke, uh, considering all those prospects are one year older now, and um, Torkelson might win MVP. <laughs> I mean, not MVP, sorry. And rookie of the year. I, I think he's good enough for that to happen, for sure. So, yeah, I just... I, Detroit's my team. They were my team kind of last year, although, you know, Kansas City was a little bit mine, too. I still like them. I have them with 72, 71 wins. They won today over the Guardians, actually, I believe. 3-1. to Granky got the win, right? Uh, so, I mean, yeah, that, that's... that's um, it's going to be a tough division for sure, but the Tigers, you know, I, I think are going to be able to do it. The Guardians just don't have the lineup they used to. They're just, it's just not good enough. And the Royals have a lot of young, exciting dudes and like an okay Granky and some, you know, I like Singer. There's some okay pitchers there, but you know, and Bobby Wood could win fucking rookie of the year, but that's not going to be enough. It's not going to be, Benintendi won't be enough there. It's just, it's not enough. Like, sorry, it's just not like in, in this division, it's not, the Twins are just middle of the road. Like I said, it's whatever. And the White Sox are probably going to win the World Series. We'll get to that a little later. But anyway, on to the AL West, I have got the Angels winning it, 91 and a uh, 71 record. Then Seattle Mariners with 90 wins, 70 losses. The Astros, 87 and 75. Then the Rangers at 78 and 84. And the Oakland Athletics at 64 and 98. So, uh, I have the Angels and the Mariners make the playoffs. And I have Houston missing. We've got the Mariners, the Angels, the Tigers, the White Sox, the Rays, and the Jays all in the playoffs. One uh, one wild card from each division. Pretty fun. Yeah, Houston just misses out. Um, I don't think the, the starting rotations as good as people think it is, and the lineup has taken one really huge hit. I mean, they also lost Miles Straw, who I, who I did like, but uh, I, yeah, this is, I mean, look, they got Kyle Tucker, I get it, they got Alvarez, I get it, they got Bregman, I get it, they got Altuve still, and I still believe in Altuve, he's only 31 years old, he's so good. But is the rotation gonna be good? I, I think the, the bullpen's good, good enough, but Mariners have such a young, exciting team, this could be the year. And obviously this isn't like this is definitely taking a little bit of a leap here because, you know, this just happens in LB. Stuff gets random. But the Mariners were a good team last year. Did they really 
are they really worse than they were last year? I don't think so. I think the Astros kind of are. And the Angels just, they missed Rendon. They missed Trout. These guys stay healthy. Walsh continues to be as good as he has been. Uh, or continue the upward trajectory, right? I think he's over under for RBIs. It's like over 100. He's going to hit. I like Max Stasi. They've got a good team over there in, in the Angels. And I expect them to be in the hunt around the trade deadline and them to make some moves for some more starting pitching. And they also got Noah Syndergaard starting pitching too. There's some pretty good pitching on that team. I think people are underestimating them a lot. And winning the division is pretty dope. So just a recap. We've got the Braves, the Cardinals, the Brewers, the Dodgers, the Giants, the Padres, the Jays, the Yankees, the Sox, the Tigers, the Angels, all in the playoffs. For the World Series, I got the White Sox versus the Cardinals, and I got a White Sox winner. So mark me off. I put it on my bet sheet. You can check out my bet sheet. It's linked on my profile. It's also linked on the website. You can check it out. I post about it all the time, so you can definitely check it out. But White Sox win. We threw in a bet for that because we got to throw it in. You know, got to do it. Alright, now I've got, as it's so uh, eloquently titled in here, bold as fuck predictions for the uh, 2022 MLB season. Bold predictions. We're doing fantasy first. I've got Andres Jimenez and Jazz Chiseldom to finish as top 10 shortstop slash second baseman, I guess? I, I don't know where they play, so we're just gonna do, we're just gonna do it like that. I, I, you know, we're just, we're just gonna have it like that. Um, I, I think they're both really good players. They're going to get a lot of steals. I think that Chiseldom could even hit like uh, a decent amount of home runs. And if that Miami team is actually pretty good, maybe they'll get some RBI, like some actual real RBI numbers, which is definitely possible. He he's he's a really good player. He should have won. He didn't win Rookie of the Year, I don't think, but he should have won Rookie of the Year if he didn't. I don't remember. But um, Jimenez is you know one of the, the big parts of the, the Guardians deal from trading away uh, Lindor. Uh, him and him and Rosario haven't forgotten about them. They were good. They were going to be good Mets, and now they're going to be good um, Guardians. I think the steals are definitely what's going to get him there as a top uh, shortstop or second baseman. Next up, I've got Savale. Aaron Savale has a better year than Shane Bieber. Like I said, I didn't like the top of the rotation for the Guardians, and I love Savale. So definitely a bold prediction, but here we go. Said I love Alex Verdugo, didn't I? Alex Verdugo finishes a top 15 outfielder. That is definitely within the realm of possibility. He was looking, he was on trajectory early in the year last year for that, and he kind of sputtered off a little bit. I think he puts it together this year. Another year in the majors will definitely help him out. Yeah, so anyway, I think Verdugo puts it together. Then I've got number four, Luis Arez of the Minnesota Twins. Leads the MLB in hits and is a top player at his position. I don't know if he's going to play shortstop, third base, wherever he's eligible, outfield. I don't know where he's going to play or eligible as that, but whatever. Arez, he's going to lead the MLB in hits and he's going to be really good for average, at least, for sure. Next up, I've got Dylan Cease is a top three starting pitcher by the end of the year. Um, yeah, you know, just continuing that upper trajectory. Like a lot of these guys here, you know, I've been in early and they haven't done it yet. Or I've been in early and they've been good and now I'm expecting them to take the next step. Yeah, that's that's pretty much where I'm at with these guys, you know? That is what's going to happen. Um, at least, you know, again, it's a bull prediction. So finishing top three would be really tough, but there's no DeGrom. I don't know if Scherzer's going to be as good with the Mets. We'll, we'll see about that. Um, no sale. I know, you know, whatever. He's getting a little older and was injured. And also, I mean, he was good last year. That's why he was being drafted so high. But anyway, it's neither here nor there. But yeah, I, I, I definitely, um, I think that's definitely possible for that to happen. So yeah, I'm doing it. Hitting it up all day. Next up, I've got six, at least more than half, so three out of Atlanta's starting pitching finished 15 spots worse than their ADP. It's going to be tough to calculate at the end of the year, but I just don't think the pitching staff's that good. And if it is, some of it will be good, some will be bad. Those guys are still young, and, you know, Charlie Morton's not that good, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know if he's actually starting. I think he's probably coming out of the pen, but we'll, we'll see. Um, next up, I've got J.D. Martinez. Hits at least 40 home runs in the top 45, or uh, tops of... 45. Hopefully he'll be a top 45 outfielder, but he'll be a top five outfielder. Yeah, I just believe in the talent. Um... He's really fucking good. <laughs> He's like, yeah, Boston. That's another guy in Boston, right? I mean, they've got they've got a pretty good lineup. It's just the pitching that's always been a question for me. Even last year, it was a question. Hmm. Next up, Christian Javier is the best starting pitcher on the Astros roster. 
you know, like I said, it's not that deep of a fucking uh, roster. It's not that good of a roster. They've got some guys, you know, some some prospects or some young guys or like that. And then Verlander too. He's back. But Javier is the best bet, I think, to be one of the better uh, starting pitchers on that team. And I don't know how I don't know how bold that was, but I I think it's pretty bold considering how late he's being drafted. So yeah. Next one I have is Sterling Marte only manages to get 15 steals and less than 20 home runs in an injury plagued supporting season. This is just like classic Mets star player. They overpaid a little bit. He's a little bit older. It's like 33 years old coming on the team now. Yeah, it's just not looking, not looking good. Uh, considering he's a Met. If he went somewhere else, maybe I'd like a lot more. But this is not good. I mean, they're they're gonna platoon Dom out there. I don't know if he's gonna play center field. I don't know who's gonna play center field. They could bring back Conforto. He's still a free agent. I don't know. There's some some shaky stuff going on with Marte. I know they spent a lot of money. He's supposed to be a cornerstone, whatever like that. But I I just don't think he's gonna be that good. And number ten, Liam Hendricks finished out of the top five in saves this year and severely underperforms his ADP. Yeah, I mean he's like going forty six overall. I mean I I I like the White Sox, but I think they're gonna blow out a lot more teams than people expect. That lineup is so good. Eloy wasn't healthy even last year. Luis uh, Robert is gonna have an, uh, you know had a great year in the majors. Is gonna have another great year in the majors. I just I'm I'm, ex- I'm excited. Um, now we're just baseball with predictions. First one is Tigers make the playoffs easy. Yeah, I mean. I already talked about that. The Astros with the playoffs and finished in third place. It's kind of what I predicted, but I still think it's really bold. The White Sox and the Blue Jays combined for over 200 wins. I can see them both getting to 100, maybe more than that. Tough divisions, I think, and nothing super easy for them, but yeah, the Blue Jays can get 95 and the White Sox can get 105. I, I think the White Sox are that good, so yeah, even without Lance Lynn for a little bit. Uh, number four, the Angels have the MVP and Cy Young winner on their team. Will it be Syndergaard? Will it be Otani? Will it be <laughs> Otani again? Or uh, will it be Rendon? Or will it be Trout? I don't know. They got a lot of good options there, I think. Number five, the Rockies finished in second place in the division and have an over 500 record. Like I said, I really like the young, uh, young bats they have. Yeah, young bats they have on that team. I, I really do. I think they're pretty good. Um, pitching is whatever it is. It's course Field, so I don't really care. Um, they might have a, a nice young team that just, you know, surprises like Detroit and Seattle and maybe even Miami. Th- th- those teams have good young teams that have a lot of talent and maybe they'll get there. Number six, Nick Castellanos wins the MVP or finishes top three in MVP voting. Yeah, I mean, batting with Harper as, like, your protection. I'm pretty sure Harper's going to bat three and he's going to bat four. Um, that's going to be real nice. Harper walks a lot, too. So a lot of RBI opportunities, I think, for him. Um, they've got a good, probably, like, one through four, one through five uh, on the Phillies, maybe? So, yeah, I think I think he's definitely, you know, in the, in the realm of possibility, for sure. Number seven, the Cardinals win the division and win the World Series. I mean, I have them making the playoffs and then making to the World Series, so that, like, counts. But I just think they're an underrated team. They've got an underrated... Um, you know, pitching staff that hasn't really pitched to where they should be if they all come together, like Mats and Dakota Hudson and all those guys, I and mean, Flaherty being okay. And then they have a sick lineup with Arenado, the outfielder. What's, uh, they got Pujols back. They got the DH so he can play there a little bit. I mean, whatever. He's not that good. He's 40-whatever years old. But it's cool to see him in the opening day lineup. I think that gives him a little morale boost, right? Yachty's last year and all that stuff, too. Give him a little bit of going, maybe a little fire on that team. I'm just, you know, I'm buying the narrative a tiny bit. And I just always think they're a good team. I think they've always been a good team. They got Arenado on the team, too, right? It, uh, Tommy Edmonds batting ninth, and he's basically the second leadoff. Like, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. All right. Number eight, we've got Pete Alonso and Frisco. Francisco. Ugh, Frisco. Jesus Christ. Francisco Lindor combined for over 75 home runs. Will Pete get 50 and Lindor get 25? Will Lindor get 40 and then Alonso get 35? I don't know, but I see them both hitting over 30 at least. This is very bold. It's bold. Number nine, Nelson Cruz doesn't crack 75 RBIs. I think even if he stays healthy the entire year, the Nationals team just isn't good enough to get him there. So, yeah, I don't think he'll get there. All right. Next up on the list, I have percentage of best ball players I own. So, like, this is just an interesting little metric. I only did over 30% or higher. I only did, or I think my highest, which is 55%, was, like, on 15 teams. I think I've done, like, 30 best ball drafts. So, not as big of a sample size as I normally have, but a pretty, a pretty big one. So, let's check out what I've got. Now, best ball is all roto. Everything I do is roto. So, it's all roto stuff, just in case. I'll probably remind you all through the podcast, but 
I love baseball. I love fantasy baseball, but only Roto. Head to head is so fucking stupid. I dislike it so much. Just play football. I don't care. Anyway, number one, I've got Christian Javier, 55%. Aaron Zavali, 55%. Vladimir Molina at 50%. Luis Arez at 45%. Blake Snell at 45%. Andres Jimenez, 40%. Gavin Lux, 40%. Jazz Chiseldom, 35%. Lucas Giolito, 35%. Rayo Muto, 35%. Betts, 30%. Syndergaard, 30%. Cronworth, 30%. Yeah, some guys, you know, names you've heard, guys that I obviously like by putting in their bold predictions and stuff like that. And then some you haven't heard of. You know, I do really like Lux. I do like Giolito. I think Rayo Muto is still the best catcher, still the best bet to be one of the top two catchers in the MLB and not going like 28th overall on a shitty Royals uh, team. So, not taking Salvi there, sorry. Um, Yadier Molina, get him at the end of every draft. I mean, I get Javier and Savale pretty much at the end of every draft. It's nice to have those guys. Yadier's like the steadiest catcher in the MLB, never gets hurt, just always has solid numbers. I, he's just like a perfect guy to have in best ball because in case your other catchers fail, which they probably will, and you probably have two for three of them, always good to have a steady hand like Yadier behind there. Um, Gavin Lux, I've been following some guys on Twitter, they really talked him up, I believe in what they're talking about. Last year, me and Micah had a similar thing, and Micah, you know, he he, he absolutely loved um, Cease, and I loved him too, and look where Cease is at right now. Syndergaard's a risk, for sure. Uh, Cromworth, I just, I think he's super talented, he showed it last year, same chiseled him. So, there's a lot of good guys there. Snell, also, too, like I said, I like that rotation more than I think people are giving credit for, and he's definitely a really big bounce back candidate. Alright, I've got my award winner, so I'm just gonna run through these, not really gonna give a lot of explanation, because there's a shit ton of them, and then we're gonna go on to my guys, and that's also... It requires a little less explanation, but I'm just... You know, these are guys I like. Anyway, the AL MVP, I got Trout. The NL MVP, I got Betts. I trust just the best player, and Betts is on a really good team, and he's he could be the best player on that team. He could, and so many good players, too. AL Cy Young, Garrett Cole. NL Cy Young, Giolito. Yeah, Cole's the best player on the Yankees. He's a Yankee. Lots of votes there. Lots of all that stuff. Whatever. They could make the playoffs, and that would definitely help him there, but, I mean, he might just also stand out with such a bad collection of pitchers that they have in the Yankees. You know, I, I, I didn't even mention how much older Chapman is getting. He's just not aged well. Not that he's aged poorly, per se, but just, yeah, not too well. Um... Then Rookie of the Year, I've got Julio Rodriguez, and finally, we're going to get Joey Bart, and the fucking, uh, Posey is gone. It's Joey Bart time now, and I'm ready for a full year of Joey Bart, and I'm ready for him to be good. Let's do it. Ale Manager of the Year, I'm going with the Blue Jays guy, uh, Matoya, and then the Tigers guy, Hanch, I think he's coming out of nowhere, makes the playoffs, they get there. Ale Reliever of the Year, i got Chase, Emmanuel Chase, and Kenley Jansen. Yeah, just, you know, little later guys um, that aren't going, like, you know, aren't, like, the number one picks. I think that's usually where it, like, falls for, like, relievers especially. It can be so random, and Clay just has so many, I think... The Guardians only a lot closer games than people expect. Again, I have them winning 70 games, so not so many games to win there. But, I mean, those the stat lines last year were great. I, I just think he has all the talent in the world. And Kenley Jansen's really good. He just signed up, so he should be good. Silver Slugger for catcher, Max Stasi. And then I have JT Robinto. Yeah, I'm just, you know, believing in the uh, the Angels. And Stasi had a pretty good year last year, and catcher's pretty easy to do it at, so there you go. Silver Slugger, Guerrero, and Alonso. They're kings. They just kill it. Uh, Silver Slugger for the AL. Second baseman is Altuve, and the second base, I put Chiselman Jazz, because I think he's gonna play second more than short. I don't know, we'll see. So I got Altuve and Chiselman. Yeah, I mean, I explained why I like, uh, Chiselman so much, and then Altuve, um, he's only 31 years old, he never did any of the sign-stealing bullshit, uh, he had one bad year because everyone was fucking wrecking him, and it was, like, the pandemic and shit, now he's back to normal, he's still in his prime, he's gonna be very good. And for short stuff, I got Trevor Story and Francesco Lindor. I just believe in Lindor this year. You know, he's either going to sink or swim with the Mets, and this year is going to be kind of important because first year, I give those guys passes, new guys who come to the Mets. I, I give them passes for sure. I don't care. It's hard to play in New York. It's tough when it's a losing culture when the team is so good. He's still a really good defender, but this is Silver Slugger, and I think he can do it this year. Trevor Story, you know, change, change of scenery. You know, they, they've got a pretty dang good lineup, but and, you know, like I said, the pitching is bad, so I don't think they're going to win over 500 games, but they're going to be over 500. But man, he'll be in a really solid lineup, and, you know, I know his story obviously benefited from fucking Coors Field, but he's getting into his prime now, and hopefully he can do it over that small left field porch. Alright, Silva Slugger at third base. You know, 
I'm still counting Chris Bryant as a third baseman, so I'm putting him at third base. And then also Rendon, because I love Rendon, just as long as he stays healthy, he's going to be great. Um, AL Silver Slugger for outfield, I've got Trout, Martinez, J.D. Martinez, and Eloy Jimenez, just the best players I can think of uh, at the outfield position, uh, pretty much. And then for the NL, Betts, Mookie Betts, Juan Solo, and Nick Castellanos. Castellanos is like the one outside guy, I guess, but still, I, I absolutely love what he's going to be able to do with Harper betting in front of him. Then for AL Silver Slugger, I've got Shohei at the DH, because... He was really good last year, and I still don't see any reason why he can't. They'll shut him down for pitching more than they will for hitting, so it's fine. And Silver Slugger for NLDH? I don't fucking know. I don't know who's going to DH there, so I have no fucking idea. AL Comeback Player of the Year. I've got Glaber Torres. And then NL Comeback Player, I've got Jesus Lazardo. Um, Both these guys had really disappointing years, but it looks like Glaber's batting, Glaber's batting fifth in the uh, Yankees lineup, and that might be a pretty good position for him to be in. Uh, Luzardo had a really terrible year, had like a 5-6 ERA, just was awful terrible, but I believe in the talent, still a really good prospect, and um, yeah, we're going with it. So I've got my guys, and, uh, you know, these guys really didn't fit into, like, breakouts and sleepers. There's a little bit of overlap, but these guys are, like, kind of in, like, the top 100 or top, like, 80, 85, and these are just guys that I want in that, in that area. Some guys go later, for sure. Like, there's some pictures in here and stuff that go later, but, you know, that's just, you know, these are my guys that, you know, even if they're breakouts, even if they're busts, or not busts, they wouldn't be busts, even if they're breakouts, even if they're, you know, whatever they are, I'm still a fan, I'm going for it, and these are my guys. They're going to be all good this year. we got Francis Willendor, Elo Jimenez, Chris Bryant going to Colorado. Come on. Jazz Hills, I mentioned his name like 15 times. JT Romuto, best catcher for sure. Dylan Cease, obviously going to be really good. I think he finished top three in the MLB in pitching. So Alex Bregman, I think people are afraid about him. I mean, he had like a bad year, I guess, or whatever, and has had some bad years, but the lineup is still good. He's still good. I, I don't I don't see what I don't know what people are missing, but his ADP is not where it should be. JD Martinez again, I think he can get 45 home runs. Anthony Rendon, just stay healthy, he'll be really good. I mentioned Verdugo, he's also on this list at number 10. Then I've got Casey Missy. Finally, the trip you're showing up here. We've got Aaron Savale at 12, 13, Christian Javier. You've talked about him. And then Hyunjin Ryu. It's going like ADP 200 or some shit like that. And he's going to be either like the third or the second best pitcher on Toronto. And they're going to win 100 games. So yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Let's go. All right, then Roto hitter breakouts. I've got Christian Yelich, Kyle Schwar- Schwaber. These guys are either like around 85 or lower uh, ADP. Yelich is around 100. Schwaber's around 100, which I don't know. He should be higher up, but I forgot. I guess I forgot to mention him earlier on the Phillies, but yeah, he's pretty dang good. I kind of wanted him on the Mets, but you know, I don't think I would have loved him there, honestly. Um, I think he's, I think I still have questions. Uh, I, I know it's been a while and he's like finally getting to his prime. And he's been like two years like that, but yeah, not, not as big of a sure thing in my opinion as Nick Castellanos. So whatever, but you know, definitely worth <coughs> the ADP. I, I, I would figure, you know, with the stats last year, I would be paying around like 50 for him and he's going like 80 to something like that. So definitely worth the investment there, even if I think there's a lot of risk. All right. Then, sorry, I took a little bit of break. And then we've got Carlos Correa. New scenery, but still a really good player. The, the, the drastic ADP drop doesn't really do it for me. I know he's in a worse lineup, but whatever. Then I've got Jared Walsh. Like I mentioned, his like, over-under for RBIs is like 100-something. Yeah, if, that, if he's going like, late and that's what his like projections could be, hell yeah, you want to be with this guy. Reese Hoskins, uh, just, he adjusted his swing last year. He was really good. He's going to keep that going this year, and I'm just a big fan. Uh, like I said, good lineup in Philly, just... Not good defense and not a good rotation outside of the two guys. And we'll see how injured Wheeler is. Anyway, Jay Cronenworth, you know, I mentioned him before. He was rookie of the year last year. He's a very good player. Uh, there's no reason for me going this late. Tommy Edmond, I know he batted ninth this time, but I still, I still think that's like second leadoff and he can bat leadoff in the future. He'll get 30 steals, or I want him to get 30 steals and he'll be good. Austin Meadows, I didn't mention. He got traded to Detroit, but I loved him before that. And I still love him now in a good lineup in Detroit. Good young lineup, too. He'll be, he'll be good for that. Ryan Mountcastle is my number 10. He just feels like he's going too late, but maybe the first basemen are just... <sighs> so good that, like, he kind of has to go, but he can also play outfield, so I don't know. He's, like, a left fielder sometimes, too, so. Anyway, I have Yohan Mankata on here, too. I know I got hurries on that aisle now, but I'm still okay with it. Glaber Torres, like I mentioned before. And I got Cody Bellinger making an appearance. I got both Cody Bellinger and Christian Yelich on my list. They're making comebacks this year. I'm ready for it. Um, Hopefully. I think Yelich had, like, a sack fly today, so 
That's one RBI counted. Brandon Rogers, also Colorado. You know, I did buy a few of his rookie cards recently. I think he's a really good player. He's got the opportunity now, so don't fuck it up. It's definitely his time to do it. He was a top prospect before. And then finally, running out the list, I've got Verdugo. Going too late for my liking, even as an outfielder. He can get steals. He can get, uh, he can hit for average. He can home runs. There's like pretty much, I don't know if there's anything he can't do. All right, then I've got my Roto Breakout Pitchers. Blake Snell, starting pitcher San Diego. I think people are sleeping on that, that, um, that pitching a little bit. Even without, uh, even without Tatis, I still think the pitching's gonna be able to carry them a decent amount. Not like a 91 team, not like I thought it was gonna be last year, but still a pretty good team. Then I've got Logan Gilbert. Seattle's going to be good somewhere, I think, and I have to believe in that, and Logan Gilbert has to be good for them to be there, so there it is. Michael Kopech is there, Chicago White Sox, you know, he can sink into him, I think he's a good prospect, and we'll see where he goes. John Means, Baltimore, you know, they moved the outfield back a little bit, that should help, I think the team will be a little bit better this year, so that's good, the division hitters will probably be a little less good, I'm thinking more of the Yankees than anything else, but yeah. Um, Clevenger, San Diego, again, uh, you know, I, I don't know why he's going at like 170, that's fucking insane to me, so... Whatever, there it is. Uh, Hyunjin Ryu, I mentioned before, you know, he's going to get wins, I think. Uh, he can get quality starts for sure. He's not a bad pitcher. I don't know why people are treating him like he's a bad pitcher. Uh, Mizzy, I've got Casey Mizzy on here, Detroit starting pitcher. I mentioned ba Shane Baz a little bit before, but yeah, I'm a fan of Shane Baz, man. I have a few of his rookie cards, too. I'm very happy to own those. He could be in the running for rookie of the year, depending on how they use him in, you know, whatever his stats end up being in Tampa Bay, but he's going to have great, you know, walk to strikeout ratio probably in like probably close to like 100 innings and that'll maybe good enough depending on if he's a relief role whatever he's at we'll see i've got savali on here number 10 i've got noah Syndergaard makes his first appearance on this list you know it's sink or swim at noah he's either gonna be really good or he's gonna be hurt so we'll see you darvish uh i bet over 10 and a half wins for him i he was good one half of the year he was good second half of the year if he's if we get the one half good year and we get less of the bad luck he had in the second half i think we'll be pretty okay and he'll be a good pitcher i've got justin verlander on here i think he's going too late for his adp i mean we've seen guys do stuff at four that I didn't think they could do. I mean, I don't think. I'm sorry. They're doing stuff at 40, like you know, um, Max Scherzer. That guys who are 30 can't do. And I think Justin Verlander falls into that pretty uh, unequivocally. And I don't care if he was hurt last year, whatever. It's fine. I'll take him this year. It's fine. Taylor Rogers, relief pitcher, Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota's going to win about you know in the middle of the pack games. I I, I think they they have a, a better excuse me like a better sorry. It's spring and my allergies are just fucking all over the place and I can't stop sniffling and sneezing and blowing my goddamn nose. So. Sorry if you hear me sniffle, it's, it's gonna happen no matter what. I can't, like, drain all the stuff in my fucking nose. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, I got a little aggressive there for no fucking reason, but there it is. Uh, Taylor Rogers, yeah, like I said, Minnesota, I think has, like, a really, like, small range of outcomes. Like, they're either gonna win 75 games or win 85 games or somewhere in the middle, so I think it gives them enough space to, for him to get enough saves for him to be a good pitcher to get late. Uh, Jose Aquardi, you know, he's going pretty late, and Houston, like I said, is a good lineup, and I don't think he's gonna be that good, but I think at the... At the price you'll get him, uh, he's he's going to be very good. Then Tristan McKenzie, sink or swim, man. Uh, this is one of the years, and I know, like I said, the Guardians aren't good. I don't know what McKenzie's going to be like, but you know what? I'm just throwing it on. Maybe he'll be good this year. He's got all the talent in the world. He throws really hard, and I love that. We'll see if he puts it together. You know, sometimes it takes pitchers a long time to do this fishing. Sometimes they never do, for sure. It definitely happens. You know, pitching prospects are like the opposite of shooting fish in a barrel. So <laughs> shooting fish in the ocean without seeing them from online okay whatever you get the analogy anyway now we're going on to busts busts are always tough for me man i only do 13 of them i do 15 breakouts uh and and like sleepers and stuff like that but i can only do 13 ish busts and stuff it's too much i got devers he's going too early Marte. these guys are just going too early Marte going too early sorry i already talked about how much i don't like starting Marte. matt olson just like he's going like a round or two later than freddie Freeman used to go and that's just unequivocally incorrect um so whatever simeon going to texas i don't really care i, don't, I think he's overperformed Tasker Hernandez, I think he's always overperformed. Austin Riley is a really good player. Will he live up to the bill he did last year? No, he'll have probably 25 home runs and hit 280 and get like 80 RBIs, and that's good, but just not enough for his ADP. Sorry, not gonna happen. 
Byron Buxton has never stayed healthy ever, and he still needs to be really good. He's getting too old. Not too old at this point. He's getting into his prime, I guess. But, man, these injuries have to be taking a lasting effect on him. And I just, I'm not taking that risk. Fuck you, there's no way. Like, I get drafting him. If he stays healthy for, like, 80 games, you've done it. Like, you've really done it. And that can be really good for a team. But, yeah, too early for me for that. Will Smith is a catcher. Um, I don't even think he'll get enough at-bats for him to be where his ADP is. So, just no. Jesse Winker going to Seattle. That's not great, but... I mean, he'll be better than some of the uh, outfielders they had there before, so or maybe he'll play DH. I don't know. Bobochet going way too early, dude. I like Bobochet a lot, man, but like you know, top three, top four, top five. Ugh, no thanks. He's more of a second rounder for me. Maybe maybe end of the first, but I just I just think it's too rich, and you have to just factor in a lot of other things. Like, I just Toronto was so good last year that I I, I think Bobochet and Kevin Biggio really separated themselves. Where they they should be a lot closer than they are right now. I'm not saying they should be close, but they they should be a lot closer than they are currently right now because I think Kevin Biggio is like. 480p, and he's, like, 30, so, yeah, it's a little different. From Reyes, yeah, he's betting cleanup on Cleveland, good for you, but, like, I'm not paying up for that motherfucker, he plays DH, and I'm pretty sure that's, like, almost all you can get him at, so, no thanks. I also have Nelson Cruz on here, yeah, I don't think Washington's a good team, I think they have two, three good hitters, maybe, three good hitters, I like Josh Bell, obviously Soto, and then I think Cruz is a pretty good hitter, too, but they're starting, like, Michael Franco tonight, at their opening day roster, dude, get the fuck out of here, Washington's gonna be a shit show this year. Jorge Soler, Miami right fielder, just... I mean, good addition for them. You know, he's probably an upgrade for sure, but I'm not paying the price for him. Pitcher busts. Wait, I have to double check. Who pitched today for... I I, I picked one of the Brewers' uh, starting pitchers, and they and they lost today 4-5. to five. Who pitched today? Fuck. Was it the guy I picked? I just have to look real quick. I want to keep you in suspension. Yeah, I did pick Corbin Burns. Okay, I picked Corbin Burns, and he pitched against the fucking Cubs, and they lost. Five innings, four hits, three in runs, three walks, four strikeouts. Ugh, not good enough to be the best overall player in baseball, as some people have claimed. Ugh, not good. Shane Bieber, I have, is one of my busts, too. Um, I know that was like one game out of 36 he's going to pitch, but against the Cubs, coming out, only five innings. Ugh, not looking good. Taylor McGill is doing better, but against an easier lineup, I guess. But I don't know, Chicago's not that hard of a lineup, man. Fuck. <clears throat> Then I got Shane Bieber. Like I said, Guardians aren't going to be that good this year. I think he's a little bit overrated, even though I do like him. Logan Webb just going too early, but I still don't hate him. Charlie Morton going too early. Edwin Diaz, even if he's, I think that he, even though he's gotten like more of a less of a price now, like that, I think the home runs can be a little bit of an issue for him sometimes. I don't think the Mets are going to win enough games to justify his ADP. So sorry, Shamanaya, not that good on San Diego. Better than that's like a four starter. He's pretty good, but. Anything other than that, no thank you. Uh, Stroman, yeah, Chicago isn't that good. But I like Stroman as a pitcher. Um, but he, he definitely, feel like he runs very hot and cold. And he can definitely run pretty cold there. Unless he gets traded, he's definitely a prime train candidate. So we'll see. Scherzer for the Mets. Yeah, I, I'm just not as high in Scherzer. He's, he's too old for me. I, I just, I, no. I don't think Scherzer is like a first-round pick or a second-round pick. No thank you. I won't. If Jacob deGrom probably shouldn't have been a first or second-round pick, Scherzer shouldn't be either. Liam Hendricks, yeah, just going too high, way too fucking high. White Sox are gonna blow a lot of people out. Robbie Ray, look, definitely an upgrade for Seattle. These are these are good players. I believe in Robbie Ray. I believed him in last year. He's on one of my uh, sleeper lists, but and he won the fucking uh, Cy Young. So there you go. But yeah, just too high this year. Montas on a bad team. I don't believe in the talent. Alex um, Manoa, Alec Manoa on Toronto. Didn't really know too much about him, but apparently he's gonna be one of the starters for Toronto. I mean, I knew he was a good prospect and everything like that, but you don't really expect him to be that high in ADP. I'm just. I'm not buying there. Sorry, I don't know if he's that good of a player yet. I just, I'm, I, I need to see a lot more, I think. Uh, and this year, maybe I will, because I'll watch a lot of Toronto games for sure, so there you go. Uh, Chapman also I've got there, like I said, just getting worse each year, and I don't know how good the Yankees are going to be for him to be that much of a value. But he is going down. Him and Edwin, uh, yeah, Edwin Diaz are definitely, like, less of a thing. 
but I, I still think they're going a bit too early for me, and I just gotta pick some busts, and they're definitely one of them, so. Alright, I have like a billion Roto Sleepers, I've got like, probably like half the list is also in honorable mentions, and I want to mention them too, so I'm just gonna run through these as fast as possible, you've heard these guys before too, so it's fine. Josh Donaldson, Greg Vaughn, Andrew Vaughn, I'm sorry, and Greg Vaughn, <laughs> Andrew Vaughn and Greg Vaughn share some similarities too, they both love long ball, people forget about how good Andrew Vaughn is going to be, he was top prospect, he was good last year too. Then we got Gavin Lux, Lux Dalton Varshno. I mean, I think he led off for fucking Arizona today, and he plays outfield, but he's catcher designation, so fuck yeah. Nick Madrigal, just can hit. Dominic Smith, I hope he gets traded because he needs a full-time, or gets a full-time with the Mets because he's so good. Andres Jimenez, Luis Arez, Max Stasi, Joey Bart, I'm finally ready for Joey Bart to get out there. Charlie Blackman is, like, the safest outfielder you can ever get, and he had his worst year of his career last year, but he's still an bad player, he's going to play in cores, and he's not that old. Get with the program. Andrew Benintendi I like, he's going a little bit too late for my liking, so, yeah, you can just grab him for free, and he can steal, so, I, I, yeah, I mean, Kansas City might even be good this year, I might be underrating them, honestly, with how many players I have on my list that I do like, and I do like Bobby Wood, even though he's not on any of these lists. Um, I've got Kevin Biggio on here. He's basically he's more than free. I'm pretty sure you would have to like give up something and him for in order to get him off your roster type thing. But I, I still, I'm still a fan. Isaac Kanafanella, you know, going on the Yankees. Uh, I thought he could be a 25-15 guy last year, and I still think that's within the realm of possibility. Paul DeYoung going way too late, uh, especially since St. Louis is going to make the playoffs and be a good team. So you're dumb. Guys who just missed the cuts though, Tyler Stevenson, catcher man. He's oh, he was so good last year. I really believe in it. Uh, Akali. Ackley Badu, I don't know how to say anything, but another player in Detroit that people are severely underrated. Gary Sanchez, new change of scenery. Amon Rosario, Tommy Pham on Cincinnati, I love that. Miles Straw, batting lead off for Cleveland. Could be a lot worse. Actually get some playing time there, can steal a lot. Hayes Sanchez in, in uh, Miami, I'd rather take him than Soler. Uh, Julio Rodriguez, just one of the best prospects in the MLB, and he'll get a full year. Conforto, he's going to go somewhere, and if it's not with the Mets, he's going to hit 30 home runs. Even if he signs like in like a few weeks and isn't up for a while, I still think he hit like 30 home runs. He's, he's going to be so good. Abraham Toro, man, really opening my eyes to the Seattle roster. I, I think he's going to play a, a decent amount of first base now, I heard, maybe? Or, oh no, I'm thinking maybe Kesson Hero, whatever. He, he's going to play for Seattle. Someone got injured. He's definitely going to play a lot full-time. I'm a fan of the talent there. Uh, and he's free. So, all of these guys are free. Kesson Hero, free. Uh, I, one bad year, for sure. It could be another bad year. I, I That's why I didn't make the cut, but... I want to believe, man. And then Jacob Stallings, man. He was like a centerpiece in one of those trades, and he's going to play for Miami. Um, I think he's a good player. I, I don't know why he wouldn't be from Pittsburgh. Yeah, they got him from Pittsburgh. I feel... Uh, him and Tyler Stevens, I have a lot of catches on here. I have Bart, Stasi, Varshno, or Varsh... Varsho, sorry. I keep saying Varshno. Varsho, Tyler Stevenson, and then Stallings. There's a decent amount of fun catchers there. And I have a lot of them in my best ball leagues, but I also have, say it with me, Yadier Molina, because you need that solid guy who's going to play 130 games and just be as solid as he's been every year of his career. All right, then I got my Roto Pitchers, baby. Final thing I've got. All right. And then we'll go over some of my favorite bets. Tony uh, uh, Gonsalin, the guy on the, uh, the Dodgers starting pitcher. Yeah, he's going to be good. Greg Soto. I think Detroit's going to be a good team. He's going to be their closer. He's underrated. Brady Singer, Kansas City, one of the other guys that I like, starting pitcher Kansas City. Maybe they'll be better than I think, and they'll surprise me, and they'll be good. Zach Plesak, yeah, I've had, like, Cleveland pictures up and down here, because I don't know which ones to pick, honestly, and if they're free, I'll take a shot. And they're kind of free. Ranger Suarez, man, that guy can throw some nasty stuff, and I don't know what they're going to do with him. I don't know if he's going to be as good. I don't know if he's going to be as controlled as he was last year, but man, he's got some stuff. Dane Dunning, also stuff. Christian Javier makes the, the round again. Mackenzie Gord did get sent down, I believe, but... Hey, when he comes back up, and he will, he'll be just as good as he ever was. Uh, Jonathan Loisaga, I believe in the talent. Uh, he's a relief pitcher, so you can get him pretty late. And um, you, you never know what happens to Chapman. We'll see. Drew Streckenrider, Seattle. 
could get some closing shots. Like, David Robertson's my next guy, too. I, I think these guys are good counting stats anyway, or good ratio stats. So, in a Roto League, you can use them, you know, late in the draft if you, you know, if you even, like, an innings limit, and you want to have, like, a good, you know, actual, like, stats, like, like a, you know, uh, an ERA and, uh, and K to walk ratio to be pretty good. I, th I think these relievers can actually help you. And maybe get some steals. Maybe they get dished, or maybe they step up and are the guys. I've got Patrick Corbin on here, too, and he's pitching pretty good against the Mets right now. That's got to be encouraging. Nate Pearson, I think he's starting on the IL or injury thing or sickness thing or whatever because he has mono, which sucks, but he's a young kid. I mean, he's out there kissing titties. I get it. I would, too. Stephen Matz, again, St. Louis has an underrated uh, bullpen or an underrated starting pitching group, and you know, Matz is on a one-year prove-it deal last year, and I think he proved it pretty pretty unequivocally for me. He had like a 3-8 ERA. He was good. Then I've got John Gray on Texas. I just want to see what he can do away from course, please, and I'm just, I'm ready for it, so we'll see. All right, the last thing I'm going to do, well, it's a pretty pretty tight episode. Last thing I'm going to do is go over my bets. I might just go through all of them. We'll, we'll see, but I got, oh, I bet a lot on the preseason for stuff, and I've got my seasonal bets too, which I'll just say right now. Mets Nats over nine, doesn't look like it doesn't happen. Pitt St. Louis over eight. This is 4-7. I'm recording this on 4-7 opening day. Pittsburgh St. Louis over eight. Yeah, uh, St. Louis scored nine runs on their own. That's all they needed to get over. So good for them. Cincinnati Atlanta over eight and a half. I think they're at like five runs right now. Milwaukee Chicago under nine. It pushed. So whatever. I've got New York Mets money line and I had St. Louis minus one and a half. And that was actually the only one that was plus money. And I bet one and a half units on that. So there you go. Good for me. I'm uh, very happy. Oh, it, I gotta, sorry. I gotta expand this. So it's not because I, I, it does show that I have one and a half units but it didn't show that. That's so interesting. Wait, sorry, I have to... Ah, what the fuck? Okay. One... Sorry, I'm just... I, I'm I gotta think out loud real quick. Oh, fuck. Yeah, there we go. I did it. Okay, sorry, I had to fix this wagering thing. Okay, then we'll go over the stuff I built. And I, I have, like, a little bit of explanation for each one of those, so... I'll check it out just in a second. Back into it with my bets. Let's just run through them, baby. Alright. A lot of these are going to be pretty simple, but that's what I've got. All right, Seattle over 83 and a half wins, wage of one and a half units. New York Mets under 89 and a half wins. Sorry, I, I think I'll just I'll just say what I'm doing. We don't need to say the units. It'll just go pretty fast. But you can check all the stuff out. I've got my bet sheet out there. I'm very transparent. I'm trying to be transparent as possible. Everything will be free always. Obviously, I mean, fuck. If you listen to this podcast, you know it's been free. I've been doing this for like a, two years, two and a half years, and I haven't done a sponsorship ever. So yeah, come on. I mean, I don't do all that shit anyway. I like to just get my shit out there. Anyway. Chicago under 74 and a half wins. Chicago Whites, Chicago Cubs, sorry, under 74 and a half wins. White Sox over 92 and a half wins. Cleveland under 75 and a half wins. Detroit over 77 and a half wins. The Angels over 83 and a half wins. The Dodgers over 98 and a half wins. Look, if you can take the Dodgers anything under like 100 wins and just get them over that, yeah, I'll take that all day. Put two units on that shit. Fuck yeah. Uh, Philly under 86 and a half wins. It's going to be close, I think. That lineup is pretty good, and I like the one-two punch there, but I don't know. People are saying Nola isn't going to be as good, and, you know, Wheeler's hurt right now. It's a little tough, so we'll, we'll see. Got the Giants over 85 and a half wins. That one was a tough one, but I went for it. Toronto over 92 and a half wins. Yeah, I think they won 100 games. No, no problem. St. Louis over 84 and a half wins. Yeah, I think they won 90. Detroit to make the playoffs. That's plus 370 money. Ooh, I can't wait to make that money on that. The, um, the, the Angels make the playoffs. It's also plus money. Philly to miss the playoffs, plus money. Seattle to make the playoffs, plus money. St. Louis to make the playoffs, plus 100, baby. Let's go. Toronto to make the playoffs, I put two units on that because it's like super easy, but that's just that's just free money. Um, then I've got my one, very interesting bet here. I've got Washington with the worst record at plus 1,000. Yeah, I um, I like it. <laughs> I really like it, man. I think Washington's going to take a lot of the brunt of that uh, division, so... All right, then I've got some player props in here that I really do like. I, I you know, I... I really do like them, um, and I don't normally do player props, but I think I like doing it for the end of the year, or for the whole year, because I just think that, like, makes sense. I can do stuff over a long trajectory. All right. 
Baez, Javi Baez, over 27.5 home runs. Chris Bryant, over 30.5 home runs. Lewis Robert, over 29.5 home runs. That one I did put 1.25 units on, and I think it's likely he doesn't hit there. I, I, I do feel like that might have been an overreach, but... You know, we can go 30-30 pretty easily, but it's it's a lot closer than I think I give it credit for, honestly. So that's a tough one. If you don't want to follow the one, I get it, but I put it out there. It's my bet. It's in the books. We're doing it. Just guys, just got to stay healthy, though. And I've got Nick Castellanos over 31 and a half home runs. Yeah, if he stays healthy, he can do it. Trevor Story over 27 and a half home runs. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think it was just Colorado boosting him there, so we'll see. I've got Atlanta to miss the playoffs. That one's a little bit of a reach for sure since I have them winning division, but it's a tough division. You never know what's going to happen there, and that was plus 230, so that feels pretty good. Um, you Darvish, I've got over 10 and a half wins. Like I said, I think there's a lot of luck involved with those losses last year. I think it gets to at least 12 this year. So hopefully, um, hopefully that happens. Though. Adam Duvall over one under, I'm sorry, under 108 and a half RBIs. He's never had that his entire career. I don't believe the Braves lineup is that good, especially as it was last year. So no. Austin Meadows over uh, under one, uh, 105, uh, 100, sorry, 100.5 RBIs. Yeah, this is before I got traded, but I just like the player, hate the situation type thing. Same thing with Josh Bell. Under 98 and a half RBIs. Love the player. Hate the situation. John Carlos in over 94 and a half uh, RBIs. Yeah, I'm just hoping he gets injured. And honestly, even if he didn't get injured for like a significant amount of time, he played like 140 last year and he did get around 100 RBIs. It was like 98 or something like that. I, I just find it very unlikely, even if he does stay healthy, but those injuries are way on you. Whit Merrifield under 181 hits. Getting a little up there in age. I think that's a little bit too much for me, but I like Altuve. Over 154 hits, and I like Corey Seager over 153 hits. Those are well within the realm of guys who hit 300 pretty consistently. Austin Riley is going to go under 31 and a half home runs. It's going to happen. Uh, I just I, I don't believe that he's going to repeat last year. Although I do think he's a very good player. Francis Lindor is going to do over 20, 27 and a half home runs. I've already got him with Pete Alonso in that bet. Go for it. Uh, then I've got my division winners: the uh, Dodgers to win the West, the Cardinals to win the Central, the Dodgers. I'm sorry, the. Blah, blah, blah. Well, I did the Dodgers. The both both LA teams, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, are the AL West winner. Toronto, the AL East, and the White Sox, the AL Central. That one's actually minus money. Same thing with LA, but I bet I'll put a little more units on that one. I've got Cincinnati over seventy three and a half wins, which is kind of nice. I didn't bet the under. Did I? No, I didn't bet the under. Yeah, I do like that. I think they actually could make a push for like around five hundred for sure. I think they won today, so good for them. Or they are winning rather. I think they're winning six one, which isn't good for my eight and a half under, but that's okay. Uh, Toronto's won the AL. The entire AL, I had to do it, and the White Sox to win the AL, had to do it. They're plus 450 and plus 460, respectively. I think you did a pretty good hedge there, for sure. Then I've got St. Louis to win the NL. That is plus 1,500. That's my biggest bet, and I'm definitely here for it, baby. Um, and, you know, honestly, some of these things, Toronto, Chicago, St. Louis, you could definitely hedge some of that, but I expect Toronto and also the White Sox to be in the in the whatever it is before you championship, the AL championship game, whatever, before you get into the World Series. Uh, then I wanted to add some more unders, uh, so I went and I did four more unders. I got Salvador Perez, under 95.5 RBIs. It could be a pretty good lineup, but I don't believe in Perez to be that good. And then I've got Jose Ramirez, under 101.5 RBIs. Yeah, that seems pretty easy considering the lineup. Rafael Devers, under 113 RBIs, and he's a hangover. And Juan Soto, uh, under 116.5 RBIs. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? There's no way he even gets to 100 this year, even if he's that good of a player. And there's also injury factors taken, so that's why I like the unders a little bit more. But yeah, that's all I've got here. Um, I hope you enjoyed this little, you know, break from football. We don't have too many breaks from football here, so. Fun little break from football. I love opening day. It's the most magical time of the year, and I'm very happy about it. So I hope you enjoy the podcast. We'll be back to doing free agency stuff for the next two weeks. Then we'll do, you know, the obvious uh, NFL draft, which I'm still prepping a lot for, uh, predictions, stuff like that. And then after that, it's just a wild, wild west until we get back into redraft season, baby. So hope you all had a good time and peace. Thanks for listening to the Bacon Games Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at BGF Sports. 
And be sure to tune in next time.